Welcome to The Edge by MGR with your host, David Gill. Hey everybody, welcome to The Edge podcast by MGR, your host David Gill here. Hope everybody's having a fantastic week, I certainly am. So today I wanted to get a little more tactical than uh, the regular podcasts I've been doing lately. Uh, i just been doing a lot of uh, you know general business and tech stuff, but today I wanted to get a little more specific on what you can and should be doing, especially when it comes to digital marketing. Digital marketing is constantly changing, and I definitely understand when our clients or other businesses and business people I talk to feel, you know, overwhelmed because they don't have time to stay on top of everything that's going on in digital marketing. So luckily for you, I'm in the trenches day in and day out, so you don't have to be. So I'm going to give you uh, kind of a, a, a 2018, a mid-2018, I guess it's not even mid-2018, it's almost, you know, it's, uh, almost the end of 2018 really. But anyways, kind of a, a mid-2018 uh, update on the state of different platforms and which ones are better, which ones are worse, and how you should be thinking about your uh, mark, digital marketing approach. But anyways, real quick, before I get into that, are you reading mgredge.com we are putting up tons of new content new articles all the time so if you are not uh checking that out you're missing out big time and i'm just looking for what's best for you you know i, I care about you and i want to make sure that you're, you're you're getting the right knowledge and uh content that you need and so it's it's not even about me it's about you i just i want what's best for you and what's best for you is for you to uh read the articles that are on the website so anyways all joking aside lots of great stuff put it up all the time there i'll put a link in the description to the website anyways let's get into the state of digital marketing you ain't got no money i ain't got no time all these faces looking funny when i'm driving by. okay so i'm gonna start off with Facebook. I'm going to kind of just go platform by platform here. Uh, I'm going to start with Facebook because if you listen to this podcast, you know that I've said right now Facebook is the best platform available to advertisers in the world. Period. End of story. No arguments, right? It's 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 the best. And I'll get into the pros and cons real quick. I'm going to do a little pros and cons of each platform. And then I'm going to give each platform a final grade when I'm done talking about it. So let's, and I'm going to go uh, Facebook, Instagram, Google, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So let's start with Facebook. So the pros of Facebook, there's uh, there's a lot. So the biggest, and this is going to kind of encompass a couple different pros here, but is hyper-targeted ads. Obviously, I think most people know this data, uh, you know, Facebook has tremendous amounts of data and are able to track uh, their users tremendously well based on their interests, based on their behaviors, and based on their demographics. And when you combine all of those three things together, you can get a very uh, narrow, specific target audience that's 
pretty perfect and pretty custom just for your businesses. And on top of that, you can also upload uh, email lists if you have an email list, for example, and they will match the emails uh, from the from your email list to people's Facebook accounts. Facebook has fantastic retargeting, some of the best out there because it actually tracks uh, people and users rather than using cookies like other platforms. Uh, yeah, I mean, the the hyper-targeted ability of Facebook is its biggest strength. So the other kind of half of this is custom content or being able to create custom content for specific audiences, right? You can make custom tailor ads just for a specific age group and demographic or specific people who are into certain things as far as interests. Uh, you, so if you have a campaign or a, an offer or whatever, you can make five, ten different ads that are all different that based that will show to different people based on uh, what audience group they're in. This is you know revolutionary compared to traditional print or TV commercials where it's very much just okay. We're gonna put a commercial that we think appeals to the widest range of people on Facebook. You know, it's the shotgun approach of just spraying everywhere versus the sniper rifle approach. And Facebook is the sniper rifle approach when it comes to custom ad content. Now, on top of getting raw conversions. Facebook is fantastic for branding and that's really what sets Facebook apart from any other platform. It's the branding ability that you're able to get with Facebook on top of getting conversions because normally it's kind of a trade-off, right? Okay, are we going to do more branding and less selling and just do, uh, or I should say, not focus on let's let's not focus on uh, the ROI necessarily or getting direct sales or conversions from this ad. But with Facebook, you really can get conversions and branding at the same time, and it's really the only platform out there that can offer that. Obviously, Insta I'm going to talk about Instagram in a second. Instagram can do the same thing. They're you know obviously owned by Facebook, so I'll talk about that in a sec. But yeah, I mean that's that's really the power of Facebook. It's not just that they can drive tons of conversions, but it's also a branding machine as well. And it's still low priced. It has gone up over the years, but the average CPM is still only about $11, which is fantastic. CPM, if you don't know, is uh basically the cost you pay to get in front of a thousand people to show your to or to get a thousand impressions on your ad. So you're paying $11 per thousand uh, impressions very reasonably priced still it's gone up it will continue to go up but right now it is still very 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 uh well priced and one of the other things that is not touched on as often about facebook is the content the ad content i should say is easily shareable so if you make a strong piece of ad content it will often quickly blow up without costing you much because users are sharing it on your behalf so you're not having to uh, spend money to get in front of their friends and the friends of friends and that's why the ad content is so important so if you're making specific ad content for specific audiences and it really resonates with those people they're more likely to share it and then you're you're more likely to get uh, free advertising from people sharing things with their friends I see this all the time on ads that we run for our clients uh, it's just 
Facebook is, is a very powerful tool in that way. Uh, the other thing that Facebook has is very accurate cross-platform conversion tracking, which is, you know, always nice. You know, everyone always wants to know how their ads are performing, but it's not always easy to tell. But with Facebook, normally, it's pretty easy to tell, right? In, in the past, other platforms, and even Facebook itself, it was a little more difficult. But with Facebook, you can pretty accurately tell uh, how many conversions are coming directly from it. And the last thing I wanted to say as far as the pros go for Facebook, um, it integrates with Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp coming soon so that you can have instant conversations with customers. You can either do it yourself or you can do it, uh, you can have a bot talk to them automatically, right? They don't even need to leave the platform, which removes a lot of friction. This is similar to their uh, new-ish, it's, it's new, but it's not super new, their full screen um, ad uh, product, which is basically when someone clicks on an ad, instead of taking them off of the off of Facebook to your website, uh, you can create a specific landing page within Facebook that converts higher, gets lots of lots of uh, clicks, and it just reduces the overall friction because it's it's a custom tailor made by Facebook landing page, or or you're making it, but you're following Facebook's layout, so you know it's going to be perfect for the user, and there's going to be pretty much zero friction. And uh, so all, all these things really just uh, Facebook does a lot for advertisers and they're just, you know, that's why I want to talk about them first. They are a truly fantastic platform. So let's talk about cons real quick. Um, for Facebook, there's none really. I think the only con is that um, as far as direct conversion rates, it's not going to be as high as, say, uh, Google search ads just because it's not intent based. Um, right, Google search ads, obviously, if you're searching for a hotel in Colorado, well, you're going to, you're, you're specifically looking to buy that, right, Facebook, you're trying to find people who might be interested, so it's not going to be as high of a direct conversion rate, but it's also much cheaper than having to compete for those keywords, so that's where it balances out. I think the only negative about Facebook is that the ads are getting more expensive over time, and they'll continue to as more companies realize how good the ROI is on Facebook, so hurry up if you're not on it already and start spending more on Facebook because the ROI will go down over time. It's just inevitable like every advertising platform, but right now it is still very, very underpriced. So my grade for Facebook is a straight A+. plus. It's the best advertising platform out there right now. Uh, I, I don't think there's much debate there. So let's move on to Instagram. I'm going to kind of go over Instagram very quickly because it's very similar to Facebook. Obviously, Facebook owns it. Um, so the pros of Instagram, basically everything I said about Facebook um, as far as targeting and custom ad content, all those things apply to Instagram as well. Uh, I, I'd say for consumer brands especially on Instagrams, it's just consumer brands uh, – Instagram is unbelievably effective. So if you're a consumer brand, you you very much need to be on Instagram. Um, the only cons of Instagram really are, are maybe if you're targeting people like over 60. I think that's really the only age group that isn't in massive numbers on Instagram. Uh, but even then, there are definitely people in their 60s and 70s on Instagram. Um, but yeah, if you're targeting anyone from 10 to 55 or 59 
um, they're going to be on Instagram. So it's not really an age problem anymore like it was a few years ago. The only weakness I will say about Instagram in my experience, and it's not that it's like a weakness per se, um, but it's it's that it's it's slightly less effective for business to business companies, right? That are trying to advertise. It's it certainly still does work for B two B on Instagram. You just have to work a little harder on making the ad content, or, or making sure the ad content is strong uh, to get the same type of results as a consumer brand. Um, can expect, but if if you're B two C, if you're a consumer brand and you're not advertising on advertising on Instagram, then I don't know what you're doing because you are just completely missing out on one of the best ad platforms for you out there. So my grade for Instagram is going to be an A, not an A plus, just because it's a little weaker for business to business uh, than Facebook, but still incredibly effective. All right, next let's talk about Google uh, search ads. So at this point, I think uh, in, in the digital marketing world, everyone is intimately familiar with search ads. You know, you target various keywords and you bid against competitors for the top spots on the search page, right? So the pros of Google search ads, obviously it's intent-based, like I was saying before about, now when I was talking about Facebook, um, for Google, it's intent-based, right? So you're paying, you're only paying for the clicks from people who are specifically interested in purchasing what you offer. Because obviously, if you're, like I said, a hotel in Colorado, uh, well, I guess you wouldn't search hotel in Colorado. That's pretty vague. Hotel in Denver, let's say. Okay, if you're a hotel in Denver, then you're going to be competing for the for when someone searches, you know, hotels in Denver, right? And that's someone who searches that is obviously very much looking to spend money on a hotel in Denver. So you're going to get very high conversion rates um, on Google compared to every other platform, right? Um, They also have strong cookies based tracking. I was talking about how Facebook um, does tracking based on the user identity. In Google's case, they do it based on cookies. It's still very strong. Um, And they also have a strong retargeting performance. So they, um, Obviously, when someone searches something or is doing multiple searches, then or maybe even visits your website, then you can target those people who have done that um, through, say, their through the Google Display Network banner ads. Um, but yeah, ob- overall, obviously, Google search ads are very effective. You know, people wouldn't they've been around for you know fifteen, almost twenty years now uh, for a reason, and people continue to use them for a reason. So the cons of Google search ads. Well, there's kind of two. So there's no branding with Google search ads. That's the unfortunate thing, right? Everyone is just blue text on a page for Google search ads. There's no branding there. And you're also at the mercy of other bidders. So if the price for your keywords go up over time, then you're going to be making less money over time. And there's really nothing you can control about that. It's just a supply and demand issue. And the prices have continued to go up every year uh, for 15, 20 years now, and they will continue to. So obviously, as the average cost per click continues to increase, Google ads are going to be less effective. They were incredibly effective uh, 10 to 15 years ago, and now I would say they're very, very effective, but obviously it's still going to cost you a little more. So because they're just a little more expensive, I'm going to give Google search ads a B plus, not quite an A. Okay, let's move on to Twitter. So Twitter is similar to Facebook in that they target people based on behaviors, interests, and demographics, right? They just, 
you know, they just do it worse. I hate to say it. And I did an entire podcast on Twitter's ad platform actually two weeks ago. Uh, so if you want to hear more about that and you're actually interested in Twitter, uh, I'll leave a link to that in the description, in the podcast description. But anyways, let's talk about the pros and cons of Twitter. So pros, decent targeting, right? Similar to Facebook and how they target people based on, like I said, behaviors, interests, demographics. Um, well, I'll get into the cons in a second, but they do have decent targeting. Um, not to the level of Facebook, but it's decent. Um, the biggest pro is probably, or I should say one of the two biggest pros, I'll get to the other one in a second, um, is low CPMs. So it only costs about a $7 on average to reach a thousand people on Twitter, which is pretty low. I mean, for compared to other ad platforms, like I said, Facebook is about $11 CPM. So $7 is a very good price. Obviously, that's on average, sometimes you'll, you might pay less, sometimes you might pay more, but on average, it's about a $7 CPM as of right now. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. And I think that's, you know, obviously, a, a kind of a showing that this demand for Twitter ads just quite isn't there as much as, as it is with Facebook. But you know, $7 is not bad. Um, the other thing that Twitter has is shareability. And I would say almost more so than even Facebook. Um, because Twitter is kind of the, you know, king of viral content. You know, if you hit on your ad content, you, 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 you really, uh, nail it and you, it's able to resonate with people and you're able to get those, the people who it's targeting to, uh, retweet it as in the, you know, equivalent of sharing it, then you can get massive amounts of reach and impression for very, very little cost because, you know, you could get thousands of retweets on an ad and it's not really going to cost you very much because most of those people are seeing it from their friends, etc., etc. So if you can make good ad content, then you can reach a lot of people on Twitter for relatively low cost. Now let's talk about the cons. Despite the lower CPM um, compared to Facebook, and I'm comparing them to Facebook because that's really, uh, like I said, they, they target based on the same thing. It's it's the most similar platform, right? Twitter kind of wants to be Facebook a little bit as far as advertising goes. Um, so despite the lower CPM, ads typically bring fewer results. So the ROI overall of Twitter ads is just lower than Facebook ads. So even though, uh, you know, like I said, like you're you're reaching more people for less, the, as far as actually getting sales and converting those people, um, it's just not as effective as Facebook. And I think this is in part because their targeting is not as strong. Um, you know, they, they do target people based on what they tweet and what, you know, what things they like, but it's just not as effective. You know, Facebook has more data on their users, um, which, you know, from the consumer side might not be very good, but for the advertising side, it's it's very good. Um, so Facebook just has more data on their users. You are able to target much more precisely with Facebook and Twitter kind of has the problem. Like I was saying before, um, it's kind of the more shotgun approach with Twitter. You can't make those hyper-targeted ads like you can on Facebook. Um, you don't have the, the Facebook sniper rifle. Twitter is a bit more of a shotgun approach, which obviously leads to a much lower conversion rate overall. So the other uh, final con for Twitter is that it's hard to track conversions. Unlike Facebook or Google, Twitter does not have a good mechanism as of right now, um, they, I mean, they try their best, but it's just not nearly as accurate as Facebook or Google. 
So with all of that said, I'm going to give Twitter a C plus. Their ad platform is okay. The biggest thing boosting it up is that it is pretty cheap, $7 CPMs. So if you're looking for like a general branding campaign, Twitter is not bad. Um, but if you're looking for more conversions, I really, I, I wouldn't recommend Twitter. But anyways, let's move on to our final platform of the day, LinkedIn. So I left LinkedIn for last because it's a B2B platform um, and I wanted to get the other platforms uh, that work for both B2B and B2C first. I want to get through those. So now we're on the final B2B only platform. Uh, I mean, I guess you could use LinkedIn for B2C. I haven't really seen too many people do it. I, I wouldn't recommend it. But anyways, uh, let's talk about the pros. So LinkedIn is unique in that it's a very professional environment. And when people use LinkedIn, it's you know, it's mostly for business purposes. It's either they're looking for jobs, updating their own profile, or they're, you know, reading kind of industry stuff based on who they follow, right? Um, so LinkedIn has great, great targeting. You can target, I would say for businesses, it's even better than Facebook, right? Um, because you can target people based on their industry, their job title, or even the specific company they work for. You can also uh, target people based on you know skills they list on their profile, things like that. So it has very, very accurate uh, targeting because obviously they have that specific data that you don't always have on Facebook unless the person specifically adds their job title to Facebook, which listen, a lot of people do. Um, but you know, it, it's not always super easy but as on linkedin obviously everyone adds their job titles and industries and companies they work for because that's the whole point of linkedin so you can get very specific targeting for b2b uh purposes um now so because of that similar to facebook you can create like i was saying with facebook very narrow ads that speak to the exact person you're targeting right if you're looking to uh get people who work for uh Bank of America, you can make an ad that literally says uh, Bank of America employees or something like that and target Bank of America employees. Like that's how specific you can get with LinkedIn targeting. Now, the cons of LinkedIn. The only reason that I don't push LinkedIn more is that LinkedIn has a minimum cost per click, right? They have a, a bid floor of $2 per click. So no matter what, you will never ever pay less than $2 per click. And by setting that floor off very, very often, you're gonna pay much more than $2 per click. The average cost per click on LinkedIn uh, as of 2018 is guessed to be about five, $6 per click, um, which is, very much what uh, I've seen. So that's the main drawback, right? And LinkedIn ads are expensive because of this. So, you know, they can work, but when you're spending five, $6 a click, you know, your ads or your, I'm sorry, your conversion funnel needs to be incredibly well optimized to make the ads worth it, right? So from the ad content itself to your landing page, to your closing process, if this all isn't done right you can very well lose money on linkedin so that's really the only negative it's just that you know it's a fantastic platform for b2b it's just that obviously uh the ads are expensive and they, you know obviously linkedin does this on purpose because they know that their uh, platform has the potential to be so powerful so you just have to really uh test a lot and know what you're doing if you want to be effective on linkedin so my overall grade for linkedin is going to be a B, a flat B. Um, 
fantastic platform, fantastic targeting for B2B. It's just that it is a little expensive. So you have to be good at making LinkedIn ads and creating uh, funnels for it to be effective. To wrap everything up in conclusion, uh, focus on Facebook and Instagram ads first. No, B2B or B2C. Um, and spend lots of money on those ads because they have phenomenal ROIs. If you know how to make the right ad content and you're targeting the right people, you can get crazy, crazy results on Facebook. Then I would supplement that with direct sales um, via Google search ads. Obviously, only spend on uh, keywords that's within reason. I mean, as far as... Uh, you know, it's if it if the keywords are too expensive, cut them off. It's not a big deal. But anyways, I would supplement uh, your Facebook with direct uh, sales search ads. Twitter, I would pass on for now because um, if you're thinking about putting money into Twitter, honestly, I would just take that money and put it in Facebook because they do everything that Twitter does just ten times better. And then, like I said, if you're uh, if you're a B two B SaaS or enterprise solutions, whatever B two B company. Um, Go for it on LinkedIn, but start with a lot of testing and small budgets and uh, different ads and landing pages and and max. make sure you're maximizing your conversion funnel and making sure it's perfect uh, or you will burn cash very quickly on LinkedIn. But I would give it a shot if you're B2B because if you can, if you can nail it and you can get it right, it can be a massive uh, conversion tool for your business. All right, so that's it for all of the digital marketing uh, talk. Let's get into the news. It's time for the news. All right, so only one bit of news today, and that is a Q2 report on uh, smart assistant speakers as far as sales numbers go. So Amazon um, Alexa devices sold 4.8 million units in Q2. Google Home sold 3.2 million units, and Apple HomePod sold 700,000. Now, quick note to remember, Apple's device is uh, priced at $349, while Alexa and Google uh, Assistant devices are much cheaper, so obviously they're going to sell less. Um, But overall, Smart Assistant speakers have continued to have massive growth. They sold triple the amount of speakers in Q2 2018 as they did in Q2 2017, which is very impressive, and it's only projected to continue to grow. You know, I've talked a lot about uh, how I think the voice applications on top of these voice assistants are going to be incredibly important and incredibly powerful tools in the future for businesses, um, and that now is the time to kind of start getting into it, get into it early, because now is the the time when it's going to be uh, cheap and easy, and in the future, I would expect it to be expensive and hard to compete on the uh, voice assistant platforms. But right now, uh, you, if you can get in early, I would strongly recommend it. And obviously, uh, you're going to be accessing millions of people who are using these devices. All right, guys, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you did enjoy this podcast, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to, iTunes or Google Play or whatever. Um, It really helps us out. You know, we don't put any ads on our podcast. So all we ask is that you leave us a review if you enjoyed. And by the way, you're listening, but are you reading? Uh, We have an email list. 
if you want to join it, it's mgredge.com slash join. Uh, we send every Friday a uh, email with just a few things that uh, we think you should know for your week. And we spend a lot of time and try to put a lot of value into that email. So if you're not subscribed to it, I would recommend you do. But thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you on Friday with my weekly news roundup. Bye.